Welcome to Forever in Flow podcast with Eli Adelson as he reveals practical guidelines, concepts, and easy to implement techniques that allow you to be forever in flow. Imagine what your life would be like if you were able to effortlessly step into flow, dive right into synchronicity, experience more fun, more abundance, and intentionally slip into flow forever. And now, here's your host. Hi, welcome back to Forever and Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Adelson, and I'm joined here today by my business partner and father, David Adelson, who's a co-author of the Forever and Flow book and a co-creator of the Forever and Flow program, which this podcast is in support of. And David has spent the last 40 plus years studying unified field theory and different forms of consciousness, created over 700 programs, probably close to 800, but he's a bit modest about it. And I just want to ask him a few questions about, about the book, about things that people can do to get into flow and uh, just what flow means because flow can mean so many different things to people. So thank you so much for joining me today, David. Oh, thank you, Eli. Hi, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. You're one of my favorite people ever. So, um, hi, wait, do we need to fix that? No, we're good now. Okay. Okay. I keep sitting back further. I need to pull it closer to me. Okay. Got it. Hi. Are, are you okay now? Yes. <laughs> All right. Now that, now, now that we can hear you, uh, let's just, just tell us about a little about yourself. Uh, I'm sure I missed a few points and, and tell us what, um, what you think about flow and, and what your definition of flow is. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, I think the big thing, you know, I've been studying all kinds of things. I had gifts when I was a kid. Um, I, and we have all these programs and even some free samples that people can try. Um, everything that we do has to do with working with activating um, quantum field, unified field, has to do with bringing that into um, our daily lives. And if we understand that um, there's a source of the Nile River, there's a source of the Ganges River, there's a source of the Mississippi River. If we go to these places and we look at the source, and you can, there's, there's actually, you can go online and find pictures of the difference of the sources of these things, but you realize that that's not really the source. That's where your first, that's where the river first shows up, but it actually, something is happening before that. The water is not simply manifesting there. It's coming from an underground re reservoir um, or stream or whatever that's now surfacing at that point. In the case of the Ganges, it's melting snow that comes, but, but they have these places that they say, this is the source of it, but it's not the source. The source is something before that. So when we look at creation, we think, you know, where did creation come from? What's, all, what's it all about? One of the exciting things that has been developing in physics is this whole idea of quantum physics and unified field physics. And unified field physics basically says that all of the diversity of creation, um, all of the different uh, interactions in physics, whether it's weak interaction or magnetic interaction or strong interaction or whatever it is, all of these different influences, whether we call it lightning and the body and the chemistry of the body, all of these different things have their basis in a unified, undifferentiated state 
which has the potential for everything, but does not yet have everything. It's, it's completely non-relative, it's unmanifest, that's the unified field, but it's where everything comes from. It's unchanging, but it's the, the cause of all change. And then just more manifest than that, we have the quantum field, which is we could call a lively field of all possibilities where things are actually starting to happen. Um, and when we start to understand that this is the basis from physics, under, which underlies everything, then in, an interesting thing here is it's also the basis of our own ability to be awake, our own consciousness, the unified field of all the laws of nature is also um, pure unbounded human consciousness, which can be experienced through certain types of meditation and which are the basis of virtually every um, spiritual uh, tradition on the planet. Lord Christ talked about the kingdom of heaven, but then he's talking about that source from which everything comes from, which is a reservoir of energy and intelligence and which itself flows into creation. So, and, and the reason I explain all this, Eli, is it's important that when we, when we start thinking about being in flow, being in flow does not mean simply, or at least our definition in this program, is not simply heart and mind are together. I'm not having an internal battle of my duty versus my love versus you know my devotion. Uh, it's not just that I don't have a battle going on. It's that I am in that I am in sync with and in flow with all of these different levels without me outside of me, meaning the environment and who's around me and who I'm working with, but also within me, whether which goes from, you know, the senses to the mind, to the intellect, to the ego, to our soul, to our oversoul, to our higher self, to God within or the divine within to the unified field, however we look at it. Maybe some people feel that God is the unified field and that's fine. However we want to look at it is okay. But when we talk about being in flow, we talk about being flow at this deep intrinsic level. And what do you think the advantages of being in flow from that level are? Is that a rhetorical question or did you actually want me to answer that? I want your partner, you're the co-author of the book. You should be able to answer it too. Well, in, in layman's terms for everyone that's listening, uh, being in flow is is both inner and outer alignment, including nature's support. And and what David is trying to say is that it goes way deeper than than most people would expect. Where in a sports analogy, in basketball, you're on fire, you're in the zone, you're you're in the state where where things come naturally, where you're missing, you're you're making every shot, you're getting around everybody, and and it's super easy for you. And then Mihai Chizinski has the book. Um, flow where where he talks about uh flow as well and his definition is is you enter this um this kind of zone where everything else seems to fade away and it's easy and it's fun and, and you're enjoying what you're doing and, and you're not paying attention to anything else around you like you have blinders on and, and you're so fo focused on on your work maybe you're writing something or your, or your workout that you don't realize everything else that's that's going on around you but but what you said goes a lot deeper than that. And, and it sounds like you have to be somewhat spiritual or maybe religious in order to tap into this flow state. So I, I just want to um, kind of nix that, that myth right now and, and say that 
anyone can can tap into flow and there's easy ways to do it especially if you go read the book we we share quite a few techniques for you to do that and one of our favorites is is meditation is coming back to to the mind coming back to uh center and and realizing that um that you can tap into this um what this this unified field the the these levels of consciousness that have access to everything uh is, is that about right or what did i miss out nothing nothing but the, the the what you described is perfect but the advantage of it is this you know what you just described uh, about this other person saying being in flow means that you're oblivious to what's going on around you and that's just really intense focus which may or may not be in flow. Um, it's in, it may be a flow of creativity, but here's the thing. When we're in flow at the way that you and I are describing it in the book and, and I know in this program and other episodes, when we're in flow at that level, we are completely in sync with all the laws of nature. You mentioned the term nature support. What that means is that we're supporting everything around us, even as we get what we want, we're also nourishing the plants and the trees and, and other people. And, and truth be told, even if we're yelling at them, if we're functioning from that level of deep intrinsic flow, we're still supporting them even in that apparently hostile um, expression. So one, when, but when one is in flow at the level that we're talking about, we're connected to, um, and, and another way for talking about this being in flow is we talk about being connected to wholeness, being connected to the, to, to the wholeness of life, to all of the parts, so that we're nourishing everything all at once. And then from that level, what we want is much easier to create in our lives because we have even the plants and the animals and the wind supporting us, which sounds very you know, esoteric or weird or whatever. But the truth is that, you know, we've all, everyone has had those days where just everything works out, where the traffic lights are in your favor, or we've had the exact opposite experience where everything doesn't work out. We're late and we get behind a lot of traffic on the same road that otherwise we do, you know, we can go 55 on today, we can only go 30, 25 on because there's traffic or there's an accident or, or God forbid, or there's something. So we've had the experience as we go through the day that sometimes things work out for us more effortlessly. Sometimes everything works out together. You know, I remember um, when I was in college years ago, having a day where um, I just randomly would meet people on the street um, and then later that, I mean, just literally within seconds timing of meeting people that I would not have met if I were three seconds earlier or later. Um, and, and I met some, it was a re-registration day at the community college I was going to, um, way, this is 1970 or something. Um, and I'm walking down the main street where all the shops were, this is prior to malls and I run into this friend that I haven't seen in, in it could be a year at least six months I don't know just a happy to see him everything's great and he pulls out three dollars which it's not a lot but it's also not not a lot back then hmm. um, you know we were all working for a buck an hour so three bucks was you know whatever and he pulled out three dollars and he said that I owed it to him I'd completely forgotten I was like you mean that he owed you 
he owed me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He owed okay. me $3 and he gave it to me. And, you know, we shook hands and we talked for five or 10 minutes. And then I left. And then I went down to the university and in registering for classes. And I didn't carry money in those days. You know, we were all broke. And I walked in and I was doing some registration. And all of a sudden they say, oh, well, to register for this one thing, you have to pay us $3. I was like... <laughs> You know, who would have thought of that? And then I turned around and this woman that was a dear friend, but I hadn't seen in a long time, comes whipping in the door just literally seconds. If if she came in three seconds later, I would have missed her. And she was telling me that, oh, she was so great, glad to see me because um, she was now moving to Nantucket or somewhere the other side of the state. And again, it was just this one little situation. And the whole day just felt like I could do no wrong. It wasn't that I was trying to do anything particular, amazing. I wasn't trying to save the world or do anything, but just everything, one thing after another, just lined into place in a way that I could not have orchestrated ever. And when we talk about being in flow at the level that we're talking about being in flow, we're talking about living that way basically 24-7 all the time. And we have programs to help people do that. And they're all what we call quantum infused, which means quantum infused may be unified field, most of the time both, that can help people clear, clear the blocks within themselves, which could be due to stress or maybe believing they're not worth some belief pattern, they feel they're not worthy or ever other people can do it, but they can't. Or maybe they mislearned something about, about um, uh, any, how to do something. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, for a lot of people, they don't feel that they have a right to have to make the decision. They feel they need to check with somebody else and, uh, before they can do something. And all of these and many, many more um, thinking patterns, things that we learn that don't serve us and truthfully may not serve anybody in the world anymore, um, can be cleared. And we use these different quantum infused technologies and programs so let me ask you this uh you said this day that you were re-enrolling or enrolling for classes that um all these things just kind of seemed to to work out for you and you're in this flow state and and i I just want to ask what you did to get in that flow state what i did to get in that flow state yeah how how were you able to have all of this work out so so perfectly on, on that day for anyone listening that might want to, to replicate and, and to be able to get into flow without having to go through all these, these deep um, learnings and understandings and, and things like that. Uh, what's one way that they can slip into flow? Yeah. So this is a great thing. The thing is I didn't do anything. I hadn't learned to meditate at that point in time. I, it was just a day that worked out. And, and I really appreciate this question, Yali, because the truth is it's the natural state for all of us. So it can happen to anyone as it happened to me for what we would say is no apparent reason. And that's lovely. And, you know, there are certainly sports figures who get into flow and, they, and, but, and, and maybe they have some techniques or things that they can do to do it and maybe they don't. But it's basically luck of the draw until you find and until you systematically and consciously intend it and and strive to create it and then when you go go that way you do have control about it otherwise maybe it comes maybe it doesn't come yeah i I love that and that's the thing that um 
that a lot of people talk about now is intention. And I think many people kind of glaze over it, but it's like you said, if you're not intending for things to, to go a certain way, it's harder for that to, to happen. And, and um, it, I'm, I'm big on traveling, right? And, and one of my first trips was to Japan where I didn't speak the language. I, I didn't really know much about it. I'm, I'm just a, a kid at the time. Uh, I think I was around 20 years old. And I'm, I'm traveling on my own and going around the whole country. And one of the things that happened was I would set the intention that at any new city I went to, any new train station that I showed up at, that someone would be there to greet me in English and to show me around it and help me. And every time I went to a new place, when I went from uh, Tokyo to, uh, I, I went to this little town called uh, Takayama in the, in the mountains. Nobody speaks English there still. There was someone at the information booth that spoke perfect English that, that told me where to go, where to stay, what to do when I was there. Same when I went to Kyoto, someone randomly came up to me and asked if they could help me. And I, I was so weirded out by it that I kind of just stared at him blankly for a minute. And then he's like, oh no, I'm, I'm a volunteer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm helping. And everywhere I went at one of these train stations or any, any ferry port or anything like that, any airport, there was always someone to greet me and that, to speak English with me and to help me. And when I talked to my friends that were studying abroad there, they all looked at each other like I was, like I was fucking crazy. And they're like, that, that never happens. Like that's, I, that's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. Like that never happens. And, and I had set the intention beforehand that that's what I wanted and that's what I got. And so for those of you who are just stepping in the flow, who are trying to, know where to start first the first place to start is by setting an intention and, and allowing for that intention to to come to fruition to surface and to come through so yeah i, I love that you brought this up eli because most people they may have an intention i want to buy a house i want to get a promotion i want to get married i want to have kids whatever it is most people have these kind of generic intentions but Almost no one gets up and says, today my intention for today is, I want to have a lot of fun today. I want to make a lot of progress in my finances, in my romance, in my spiritual growth. I, 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 want, to get, I, I want to get the best workout. People don't set intentions. Most people are reactive to life rather than proactive. So most people get up and and if they think at all, they look at their to-do list and they think I need to go through this list and, you know, I need to make sure, you know, I don't get yelled at and I don't F up and I, you know, I get to work on time and, um, you know, and maybe somebody thinks, and it would be nice if I had a nice whatever, or I'm looking forward to this TV show tonight or whatever it is. But very few people get up and take control of their day simply by having the intention that, Today, I want to be in flow. Today, I want um, to move, to make dramatic advancement towards my life goals or towards my life's purpose or just to have more fun or to, you know, uh, experience more joy today. Today, I just want today to be the happiest day I've ever had in my life, and I want tomorrow to be even happier. We don't set intentions, even if the intention is as general or as generic as um, I just want to enjoy today. I just want to have fun today, which is probably a really good way to get into flow is to 
is to allow that which is intrinsically a joyous to you to surface and to experience that. So this is something that everybody can do to just start off is start intending. I, I intend to be in flow at the deepest possible levels today and continually increase it and increase every day to deeper and deeper levels. Um, yeah, just having and then allowing, as you say, allowing that to unfold can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, some people do have conflicting desires, though, and 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 while they want all of that, they might feel like they're undeserving. They can't have it for whatever reason. And I know you you hit on this earlier, but um, and, and it brings back to the point about allowing. And sometimes people, um, what's it like a flatulence? Like they they make this sin and they, they beat themselves up the religious characters in, in Christianity. Uh, some people have that, uh, in their mind where they need to self punish themselves. If something didn't go a certain way or something didn't work out in a way that they had anticipated or what they did made someone uh, feel bad. So, and, and that's the opposite of getting into flow. And, and we just want to kind of disarm that and, and acknowledge that that's okay to feel that way, but it, it's not okay to push it all upon yourself and, and drag yourself down with it. And we just want to acknowledge that feeling and then move on and, and allow ourselves to, to reach for our intentions and to have our intentions, whether that's just having fun every day or uh, I, I don't even know, like eating the, the best meals that you can every day. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. There's, there's see one. I, I, I love this idea of not beating yourself. You know, beating yourself up. There's two things that we have as, um, that we work in having people have as the best responses when things, quote, go wrong, unquote. And one is, oops, and that's it. Just oops, you know. And the other is, well, I won't do that again, and that's it. We do, we just move forward. You know, if we're going up the stairs. And we're halfway up the stairs and we trip. We don't slam down everything and swear and curse and go all the way back down to the bottom of the stairs and thinking, now I have to start all over again. I, and now I need to find another stairs because obviously these stairs. Don't. No, you just go up and then we finish going up the stairs. But unfortunately, people have been conditioned. And, and again, in our Forever and Flow, uh, in, the, in the, the quantum infused programs that we offer, which include, you know, reading the book, uh, obviously um, Eli's podcast, uh, and there's programs that we offer, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one or even some tools that we offer at the Peace and Harmony uh, co.com website that can help you get more and more in flow. Um, for instance, the Peace and Harmony uh, program itself, we have different levels of that, and you can try a sample one at, at uh, peaceandharmonydownload.com. But things like this can help us just, we want to break the habit of self-doubt. We want to break the habit of self-condemnation. We want to break the habit of belief that so many people have that when one little thing goes wrong, we need to start from scratch. We throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't. If we trip going up the stairs, we just pick ourselves up and continue up the stairs. We No one would ever, ever, ever think halfway up the stairs if they stub their toe that, oh, now I have to go all the way back down to the bottom and start again. But we do that all the time 
as we move forward and you know maybe we're trying to get a raise maybe we're trying to get a date maybe we're trying to do something and and you know we we instead of tweaking it a little we throw the whole thing out and start all over and you know i watch a lot of um, comedians uh, stand-up comics and you know you can find different interviews with them online and they all talk about you know there's a reason when you see on netflix or on comedy central uh, or on prime or wherever it is when you see them there's a reason that the that the show that they record for their special is the last show of a tour there's a reason for that can you think of what it might be it's because they're continually refining they're continue <coughs> excuse me they're continually <coughs> refining the joke because just Tweaking one word here can double the laughter, but they don't throw the joke out. If, if they think there's a seed here in the joke, they work it and they think about it. I was watching uh, an interview with Ray Romano and, and another one with somebody else yesterday, and they were talking about the process that they go through to make, to create a joke. And again, it's, you know, it's discovering that, you know, this number is a funny, the 47 is a, is a funny number, but 33 is more funny or 27 is a funnier number or whatever it is. So they can, they just change the number in the joke so that it adds more humor to it or for the number 14, whatever number seems to be funny, but they just work on it and they refine it and they refine it. They have the basis of it and they never throw it out. They refine it and refine it until they get it to work and they practice it. In some cases, they're on tour for, you know, 100 shows. Maybe it's a tour of 30 shows. But they refined it before they even got to their first show. But I guarantee you, if they don't get the laughs they expect, they work on it again and again and again until they get the laughs that they expect. And then that's the one that's recorded for their special. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how it works out like that, is that a lot of times people think that um, they, they see all these, all these comedians or all these people that have everything all together and they just assume like, Oh, that that's nice for them. Like I, I wish I could do it or like, I can't do it. And then they block themselves right there, but then they don't see the hours, the, the years, whatever, however much was put into that refinement and that those little tweaks over time to build up to the position that they are. And, and one thing with getting flow in flow is that it's it's like you said it's tweaking and refining throughout throughout the day throughout the whole process and to get it until it's exactly how you want it to to be. And and one of the things that I I talked about this in another interview where how can you stay in flow all day? And I, I don't know if you can can stay in flow all day, but I know you can have definitely pockets and hours of it and kind of like peaks and valleys and, and waves and whatnot. And one of the things that I would do is I would, I would sprinkle in the fun activities, the things that I enjoy and have that in between the things that I don't enjoy. So I, when I was living in Malaysia, I wake up, I, I go to the coffee shop that I like, I get a matcha latte. I, I really enjoy matcha latte. So I would drink that and then I would do work for a couple hours and then I would have some food and then I would go to the gym, which is another fun activity for me, and then come back, do a little bit of work, and then followed by something else that I found fun, and maybe meeting up with friends or something like that. And it was that, um, that balance 
between fun and between work and and not saying that not work isn't fun it's just there's certain things that i enjoy more right now and i'm i'm working on that as well so basically when you're trying to get into flow make sure you're doing a lot of things that that you enjoy that that bring that put a smile on your face that bring you happiness and then if you have to do something that you're not so passionate about you can get through it because you have that reward on the other side so um <clears throat> that's that's great i tend to believe that you can be in flow 24/7 because i've had that experience um and when you're in flow so one of the things i liked what you said about bringing in joy because one of the things that we promote is um we should the only thing we're taking seriously in life is joy of life and whatever else we're here to do in life whatever we feel our life's purpose is i guarantee you that your life's purpose is not to make a certain amount of money now that's not saying that making a certain amount of money won't serve you or that it's something you should not do but having money for the sake of money yeah you know that's that, that's not a value having money for the sake first of all if you if you're in flow then and money is part of the intention of being in flow and for a lot of people it hasn't been and again we encourage prosperity for everybody so um if you're in flow and and feeling like your life's purpose um may be spiritual and therefore you can't make money at healing people or coaching people or whatever we're going to tell you let go of that belief again there are clearings that we offer um because you should live a life that's comfortable um for yourself because it's more fun to not worry about whether you have enough money for the groceries when you go to get the groceries now that doesn't mean you have to have millions or billions but you sure certainly should be living a life a worry-free life as far as comfort and finances go especially if you're fulfilling your calling or your purpose or whatever but i i Eli asked earlier you know my background and so i'm going to tell you a story that i spent the better part of 40 years um several hours a day in meditation anywhere from 3 to 4 hours a day um over the course of a day in one or two sessions i was doing all kinds of detox programs and healing programs and taking all these self improvement courses and listening to all of these um what were which what are now available online but back then you had to buy cassettes or videos or whatever um and i spent decades studying all of this while i was studying consciousness while i was studying you know unified field and quantum physics and the laws of nature and studying how creation comes into manifestation whatever laws of nature express that and then i got to a certain point where the the internal guidance that just that i got was just um go have fun just now it's time to build your business but just go have fun so i i had a little discussion i had a a, connect, a connection and a way to to uh, interact with the subtler powers or whatever you want to call it, divine mother whatever you want to call it and um you know those first first personalities that emerge from the unified field and so this instruction came just go have fun that's your new job and i said yeah but if i want to build a business i should be i should, somebody needs to know 
and they and the, the guidance I got was okay. You could put a three-line classified ad in um, the next town. Our town was so small we didn't have any publication. The next town over was I don't know eight to ten thousand people, and they had a weekly shopper's guide. And so I put a three-line in. It cost me five dollars a week. I have no idea what the text said, and and so that was in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. And I just ran that ad um, for a while, a few months. And um, and then I went out and played. So I had a friend who was into horses. And so, I'd, you know, several times a week, we'd go out and she'd ride horses and I didn't ride them, but I'd just hang out there and have a great time. Or we'd go to the beach or, you know, whoever, whatever friends going to the beach, um, going shopping, whatever it was. And then I answered the phone whenever it rang. And, um, we actually even opened a little shop, but I was never there for some of the products uh, that we had at that point. We'd already developed I went 150, 200 products and tinctures and some of the artwork and stuff. And um, but I was never there. You know, was my partner at, at the time, Eli's mom, uh, used to get very frustrated because I wouldn't spend any time there. And um, I was just out having fun and answering the phone. And at the end of a year. Um, I found out that I had made $90,000 that year, and I had clients in um, Canada, Iowa, Florida, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, Connecticut, Delaware, Scotland, England, the Netherlands. Just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. And all I did was just follow that be in flow. And there were times that, you know, Everything would go right all the time. And in the course of a month, I maybe stubbed my toe once walking across the living room. And whenever that would happen, I would just go, okay, that's not, what, what, what do I need to set? What do I, and, and I'd back up a couple minutes and see where the energy shifted from completely frictionless to, to something. And then we reset it and then we go through the day. But that was it. You, everything, the traffic got out of the way, everything. It, it was quite amazing. And anyone can have this if you have that intention. So, um, and, and I'm not saying it's a snap of the fingers, but the first thing is to have the intention and then do what I did, which is look for those things that will help you get into flow. And for me, um, TM and their advanced TM city program helped a lot. Um, moving to Iowa, which was not a fun place for me, but I lived there for 19 years. Um, 20 years total and and some things I enjoyed and some things that I didn't but when I did all the groundwork things coming into flow happened pretty effortlessly but here's the thing I don't recommend processes that take 20 years and that's why we developed all these other programs to help people do it much 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 more quickly and again results are going to vary depending on where you're starting from and your level of commitment but you know, our goal is to get people in two to three years at the same level that it took me, you know, close to 30. So before we wrap up, what's uh, one sentence that you can say that can help people get in the flow sooner rather than later, whether it's the same day or maybe in the same week or something? We talk a lot about intention and, and that's definitely one thing. But is there some other one sentence summary that, that you can say that might be helpful to people? Yeah, whenever you're not quite sure about what you're doing, just breathe. Just don't do anything but breathe and recenter deep within yourself. 
and call upon whatever aspect of whether it's the divine or a spiritual leader or a religious figure through from time immemorial or just the name of beloved whatever you want to call the creator or the divine intelligence, the, that intelligence that governs the universe, just call upon that and take a moment of just quietly breathing and noticing the heart and call upon it in a name that warrants, call upon him or her or, or whatever in the name that warms your heart and just say, reset. I want to be in flow, do a reset so I get back in flow. And we can do, I'm sorry, it's not a sentence, but it's a sentence. <laughs> and we can do this Whenever we're feeling flustered, whenever things appear to be going wrong for us, whenever we're getting overwhelmed, whenever traffic appears to be against us, we just take a couple moments and just, again, deep breaths, a couple deep breaths, notice in the heart the name that we can call upon, beloved, dear God, divine mother, goddess, Lord Christ, whatever name, you know. We call upon that and we just say reset and just have the intention to get in flow and that's it. And then just give it a minute or two coming out. And if there's still any jarring energy, go back in until you can come out and feel calmness with your eyes open again and feel calmness with what you're doing. Obviously, do not close your eyes while you're driving in traffic. Um, pull over if you feel the need to do this. Uh, we're concerned about everybody's health, but this is an immensely powerful tool to reset and this is not one of our more powerful ones so all right well thank you so much david for joining us today and if you're interested in finding out more information about david you can check out his podcast here we come to save the day you can also visit peaceandharmonyco.com or get your free sample of one of our programs at peaceandharmonydownload.com and if you're interested in flow Check out the Forever and Flow book at foreverandflow.com and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me and good luck to everyone. You are now one step closer to being in flow. For more information, additional episodes, and to grab your free copy of Eli's book, Forever and Flow, visit foreverandflow.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite app. Until next time, Enjoy the flow.